It's time for Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Author, expert sales trainer, and serial entrepreneur Steve Noodleberg wants to help you change your life and your business using his 27 roles for influencers and leaders. This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Noodleberg. Here's Josh Cohen. And welcome in to episode number five, Cinco. Overall, the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, Josh Cohen, along with Steve Noodleberg. And there'll be a lot of Noodlebergs, I imagine, oh by, the, by the time we're done today. It's a episode whole pot of noodles today. It, 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 it's, more, it's more noodles than a box of ramen. Yes, indeed. Uh, indeed it shall be. Welcome back. You just came back from Los Angeles. I was in Los Angeles last week. Working, uh, playing, working, sharing the wisdom, giving playing. back. What are you doing? Uh, you know, listen, I, I have, I'm so blessed to get to travel when I travel. I'm with great people. So I got to see my friend John. I wanted to thank him. Uh, John, John Sally, Sally, who was John our Sally. guest in episode four. A fascinating man who won multiple NBA championships, made it as an actor, as a television personality, as a sports host, and now his devoted life of veganism. He was He's just such a cool guy. I'm out there negotiating a deal with NBC for him, which is kind of cool. Great. I have a client out there, the Gotcha Group, which is a college marketing group, really fun. So we had dinner uh, the last Wednesday night, uh, which was an amazing, and, and, amazing experience. And you're not a vegan guy. I'm not a vegan You don't guy. live the vegan life, but you went to an all-vegan restaurant. Uh, so we went to a restaurant that is not all-vegan, but has committed to a vegan menu okay. because of the celebrities that right. want to live that lifestyle sure. and go to this restaurant. And boy, let me tell you, the, uh, the audience at this restaurant was off the chart. I mean, it was Freddie Roche, uh, Les Monvez. Uh, you had, you had Freddie Roach, who is a boxing trainer, a wild card gym in Los Angeles, Manny Pacquiao, obviously, and many other champions. Les Moonves, president, CBS Television, runs that corporation. Who else was there? John Cena. John Cena, the WWE superstar champion, movie star, action hero, and wrestling champion. Yes, who, by the way, has granted more Make-A-Wish requests than anyone else in the history of that organization. So he was with the young lady. I don't know if it was his wife or his girlfriend, whatever, but he was dressed to the nines. Yeah. Suit, tie, the whole nine He's yards. A big guy. Big guy yeah. and unbelievably nice. Really? Like super, you know, came over to the table, sat down, talked. That's funny how that happens. Yeah. That's funny how some of the most successful people you notice are the ones that are most comfortable in their own skin and they're nice to people and the universe is nice to them in return. I think that's part of the message that I'm trying to spread is that if you are genuine and authentic, mm-hmm. and then the capper for the night, which was dessert, yeah. was John Lovitz was there. John Lovitz. And that guy is just insanely funny. <laughs> he says, hello, I'm, I'm breaking up. And so <laughs> for me, I'm still pinching myself going, wow, I'm in that company. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, great night, great people, great introductions, all part of what I do for a living. And then... You know, I get to come back here and tell some stories and, you know, have uh, give value in how to be a better person, how to be a better salesperson, all of that kind of stuff. So they uh, they did know uh, my confessions out there. Really? John has spread the word. John so. is probably telling folks to pick up the book. For those that don't know, Confessions of a Serial Salesman, 27 Rules for Influencers and Leaders That Will Change Your Life and Business. The book is out. He probably got it into people's hands. They're probably reading it. And they're listening now to your podcast. Yeah, right it's, now. it's pretty cool. You know, this active uh, type of uh, information that I can put out there, it's real time. You know, we're talking about current events Boom. and current events always relate back to uh, best practices, things that you need to do on a regular basis. Consistency, you know, produces great greatness. 
And so we talk about it all the time. And, you know, the, the rules matter. They mm. matter to me. Mm-hmm. They matter to our guests today. And, um, you know, so the fact that I get to talk about it real time related to real experiences um, and then the feedback I get when people send an email or reach out through any one of the social media channels and go, you were definitely the most authentic salesperson I've met. You're and lucky. that matters, doesn't it? Oh, totally. Authenticity. Yeah. I mean, pe- people can probably weed through the BS, right? They know when, when somebody's BSing them. I'm not using big words and big theories. This is all small steps, very actionable stuff that I do on a regular basis that helps me combat the absolute bullshit that is thrown at us every day. I mean, it is a and with negative proven, world. With proven results. Yeah. And, and you know, You're like me. You don't argue with results. If something is working, you keep doing it. You improve. Always look to get better and always look to learn, which is one of the key rules, learn, right? Learn, learn to earn. Learn, learn. You know, the reality is, I, you know, people say, wow, you're always so positive. You're right. I'm not always so positive. Mm-hmm. I get punched in the stomach. I get kicked in the teeth. But these rules keep me moving forward. They allow me to deal with all the negatives that certainly life and specifically sales throw at you because, uh, you know, the ups and downs, other people just don't care. Yeah. Not, none of their business. You That's, know? So, yeah. uh, so I'm, I'm fortunate. I get to live it and breathe it and talk to people, and the reaction is good. We will cover Rule 12 today. Luck is for those who are unprepared. We will cover Rule 6 quickly. Count your blessings, one of which will be joining us momentarily. And we'll even touch back on Rule number 8 you got to learn to earn what all that means. You've known our guest pretty much since day one. You know what? And right, even before. Right from the get-go. From the, from the get-go. From the get-go. From the very inception of this individual's life, some might say. And you talk about blessings. I am the most blessed human being. Um, I share this when I speak around the country. Number one thing I talk about, I am an obsessed father and an obsessed grandfather. And it comes way before any of the other things. So mm-hmm. from priorities... This dude that's coming on is, is my joy. He was an offense and special teams quality control coach at Florida State University in football. Moved on to the University of Cincinnati. Special teams coordinator, tight ends at the University of Cincinnati, then on to the University of Florida. Then on to the University of Nevada, Reno, and currently the special teams and recruiting coordinator at Lafayette College. He is also, most importantly, your son. Yeah! He is, in fact, Mark Noodleberg, who joins us live on the Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Mark, I'm not going to ask you how you are, because your dad taught you better than that. Tell me something good, my man. Tell me something good. Oh, man, it's Tuesday. It's practice one, and we're getting ready for the Harvard Crimson, and we're, we're getting ready, locked and loaded, ready to go. It's coverage day today. He has the same energy as you. Where does this come from? <laughs> where, where does this enthusiasm, it must be genetically, is it a trait? What's going on here? Oh, uh, It's been beaten into me from the time that I was an infant. Uh, you are awfully uh, proud of your son, I would imagine, uh, Steve. Uh, Mark joins us here live on the Confessions of a Serial Seven. But you can always tell when a parent has done a tremendous job when the kids are even more so proud of their parents. Uh, I would imagine, Mark, you're very proud of all that your dad has done and what he is doing now with sharing his wisdom and giving back, if you will, with all that he's learned along the way. Um, you know, it, it, he's so proud of me, and he credits me with so much of, of my successes, but it, it, it all goes back to him. Um, he, he instilled a work ethic in me and uh, the power of positive and just all of the things that really encompass who I am at the core values of the way I work and what I do and the things that people like best about me, um, they all come from him. So, you know, I'm just a reflection of, of watching him go through his journey through the past 55 years and the 28 that or the 31 that I've been alive. So it's uh, you know it's all it's all part of it. Mark Nudelberg, son of Steve Nudelberg, joining us on the Confessions 
of a serial salesman podcast. So uh, were you were you raising, were you training these kids from the beginning? Were you training? Because if you can win in sales, you can win in life. You know, so right from the, the onset, I made it very uh, known to them that they were part of my world. I wasn't part of theirs. And what is, what's the difference there? So what does that mean? That means that there's a way to act and be and show up. And so from their very, very young ages, they showed up and knew discipline. They knew how to act in social settings. They knew, um, they knew defeat. They knew how to deal with it. They mm-hmm. knew how to look it in the face. All of the, the things that you know, I, I thought were important as a parent to instill in their child I did, and I consistently did it. And so they watched me as a role model, which was great, but they actually did it, and they, they're better. They're, you know, Mark is the reincarnation of all of my thoughts and thinking, but better. He's a, a tremendous human being. He's a great dad. He has a great wife, and now he has my grandson. And now he has you, and he gave you, and he gave you a grandson. Gave a grandson. Uh, Mark, uh, you know, my, my dad has been passed for over 30 years now, but there isn't a day that passes that I don't hear his voice telling me, uh, do this, don't do that. It's the same with take your time, make two trips with groceries, or think before you speak. Or there's, there's always one every day. What is the lesson from your dad that you took that allowed you to have this successful career in college football where oftentimes you talked them into giving you a job, giving them an opportunity, create opportunities for yourself? What is that one well, piece that you hear in your mind from your dad every day? Well, first and foremost, from the time that I was a child, the first lesson that I was taught, and really that's not in the book, is there's a time and a place. And I think that's really what, you know, when my dad says you have to show up and, and, and be there. And, and to me, as a kid, when I was hanging out or being a part of whatever it was that we were doing, business events, luncheons, dinners, whatever it was, I knew that there was a time and a place to act like a child. And there was a time and a place to keep your mouth shut and act like an adult and and be a part of it and, you know, close your mouth, open your ears, and and take as much as you can from your surroundings. So I think for me I've learned to get in, fit in, learn as much as you can, and when when there's a time and a place for you to add value, add value. And people notice that, and and that's really what's helped me crack into, into a place that I really had no foot in the door. I had to pry the door open myself and, and and then grow and continue to move on and, and be blessed enough to have the jobs that I've had and continue to, to progress my career. Steve, when you heard your son Mark say, uh, you got to get in, you got to fit in, I saw you nod, you got a big smile. Why? Yeah, because those are the little nuances that he took What a, how I think and created that himself. That's not a, an original Steve Noodleberg. That's an original Mark Noodleberg. And that only comes from experience, living it, learning it, and, and, and then putting it into action. You know, as he said, you know, there, are no, there were no Noodlebergs in coaching prior to <laughs> Not to Mark. No. You know? And so here he Bowden, took. Bowden, Spurrier, yeah, Noodleberg. Noodleberg. You know, he, he took uh, what was an average football career at best and turned it into a career in guiding other people to be the best they can be. Mm-hmm. And you got to be a special person to do that. Right. What I do for a living is try and make people and salespeople better. He does it on the football field. And the difference is there's thousands and thousands of crazy fans watching him do it. Yep. The pressure is insane. Sports used to be sports and business used to be business. Now they are forever intertwined. Sports is business. Business is sports. There are parallels because both are competitive and both have a scoreboard. Stock prices... 
revenue generation, losses and wins and titles and ERAs and you name it. So I want you guys both to take turns and, and kind of discuss some of the parallels between being prepared in business, in sales with the Confessions book and following these rules, and how that translates into the world of sports and vice versa. Steve, you go first. Good. So I'll jump in. So the, the basis of that rule came from when people would wish me luck. I would say luck has nothing to do with it, mm-hmm. and I'm prepared. I've done what it takes, and if I lose, it is not because I didn't do everything I could do to lose. And sometimes you get beat by a better opponent. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't get the deal you're supposed to get. So preparation is so significant you can't just show up and throw up. You gotta be ready for success. And you know, in in our world, in the sales world, there's so many tools that help us be prepared. That you know, I think as a human being, you need to be prepared. You need to eat right. You need to sleep right. You need to do all the things that make you who you are. So um, I live it every day. It's a challenge, but I do. And so I, I don't think luck has anything to do with it. It's Preparation is key. Mark Nudelberg, the rule in the book is 12. It is luck is for those who are unprepared. You heard your dad speak on it. You are in the middle of business and sports on a daily basis. Obviously, the university by which you coach uh, wants to benefit from a football team that is taking W's and not L's. And it's quantifiable. There's a scoreboard at the end of the day on Saturday, and it shows you. Harvard has this many, and then Lafayette has this many. Like I said, like a stock price. Uh, <laughs> what does it mean to you? Luck is for those who are unprepared. What do you take from that lesson as well, that rule, Mark? And, and for us, I think, you know, especially in the coaching world, as a coach, my job is really 90% preparation and 10% adjustments. For me, my work is done Sunday through Friday preparing my players for what they're going to see or what they're going to have to do on Saturday. Once we get to Saturday, the outcome is really off of me. It's really on them to go execute the plan and, and, the, and the things that we've done to take advantage of the weaknesses we see. And then the outcome is based off of whether they execute it or not. So for me, it's all about preparation all the time. How, how detailed can I be? Uh, have I instilled the fundamentals that we need? Are there rules? Is there a thought process so that on Saturday they can be as confident as they can be about executing the job that I've put in place for them? What about motivation? In sales, we're motivated by the dollar, right? In sports, motivated by the victory, if you will. How are they similar as far as, Steve, your job to, to inspire others how to sell and then how uh, your son Mark has to inspire these young men on Saturday to go out there and execute. You're prepared. I gave you everything you need to know. Now go execute. How are those similar? So, so I think you need to walk the walk. Respect is a big thing. So I think people see me doing the things that I talk about, not just telling other it. people to do it. I live it. This is what I do. And, and I'm in congruence with my activities, and the, re- and the results are there. So, you know, I, I think... You know, you can't motivate somebody that doesn't want to be motivated. So it comes from the heart. I love when, you know, you know, Mark just talked about adjustments. It's probably something I could focus on more. And, and I learned to earn, mm-hmm. you know, every life is an adjustment. Life throws you curveballs and, you know, uh, you know, it's all about adjusting and figuring out how to hit it. It is episode five, the confessions of a serial salesman. Steve Nudelberg, along with Josh Cohen, today's guest, Mark Nudelberg, son thereof. Rule number six, count your blessings. I try to maintain an attitude of gratitude. I live by this idea because I noticed as soon as I did, I was happier, and the universe seemed to be kinder to me as well, right? Instead of asking, why me? Ask, why not me? 
for the good stuff and the bad stuff. Uh, Mark, uh, gratitude. You have wanted to be a football coach in the college ranks, and that's what you're getting to do. I tell people all the time, if you're as grateful for the people, opportunities, and things in your life once you have them as you were when you wanted them to get them in the first place, you'll never have a problem. How does the uh, counting of blessings, the idea of gratitude, rule number six, apply to you in your daily job, in your life as a coach, and now as a father? Uh, you know, it's it's huge because, especially for me, I've coached at so many different levels of college football now, and I could compare job to job, you know, well, this was better here, this is better there, and I could always be looking for something else, but really, does that create any kind of positivity in my life if I do that? Mm. To me, to be so thankful to be here and chase what I want to do and to be able to have an impact in other people's lives every day and to have my attitude be a direct reflection of everybody around me's attitude, you know, it it is all about counting my blessings. And for me, you know, a a long time ago, I I was almost taken away from this earth and not granted the opportunity to do any of my dreams. So the fact that I'm here today and able to chase something that I want to do so passionately, you know, it's all about being grateful for that. And then that in turn creates an energy for me to attack every day with the idea of this is all I have. It doesn't matter what somebody else has. It doesn't matter what I may have had in the past. This is what I have right now. This is what's in front of me. And this is what's most important. Steve, I noticed that when Mark said that this was almost taken away from me, you uh, you tapped at your chest. It's a podcast. They can't see it. Please explain what that was about. Um, I think it's a little over 10 years ago. Um, there was a set of unfortunate circumstances that landed Mark in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I was one of those parents that got that call at 2 in the morning, mm-hmm. come to the hospital. And, you know, I sat there looking at him and I said to the doctor, he looks fine. I don't get it. And he goes, he's hurt very bad. We're going to do everything we can. Mm. And for as many days as I can remember after that, he laid in the hospital bed with pipes in him, and they told me he wouldn't walk or talk. And uh, uh, the grace of God, you know, he's 110%, maybe a better person for it. But we came through that, and you want a way to check your priorities at the door. Mm-hmm. It did. It changed all of us in a way. Um, you know, the, the people that were around us. Perspective. Then were, yeah, the people that were around us that day. He was working for Florida State. Mm-hmm. It was when Facebook was really getting popular. Right. They did a, a candle vigil on uh, on Facebook. That was amazing. We still have some of that, um, the cards and stuff. So, you know, we lived through that. And until you live through that kind of experience, you know, the small shit that happens with traffic and ups and downs in your career really pale you know it's like come on man somebody you know is really fighting a battle either in the hospital or with cancer or something sick you know so perspective you hit it perspective it'll change it as such and i'm so proud of that dude because because he lived through it man he did it and he knows it and it's why he's the human being he is mark and it's not easy i mean i think people get confused and they think that oh well okay, if I say that I'm going to have an attitude of gratitude, then I'll have it. You have to force yourself to do that every day. There are tons of, especially with social media now and the way you can compare your life with other people's and everybody has a brand, so everybody's trying to put out the best version of themselves constantly. So all you're seeing is what people want you to see all the time. It's really easy to get caught up in your own negatives. And so you have to be very conscious of what you put in your mind, what you watch, what you listen to, what people say to you, what you take in. 
and how that affects you on a daily basis in order to be the best self that you can be. Kids awful wise. Yeah, you got it from somewhere. Mark Noodleberg, special teams and recruiting coordinator at Lafayette College Football, joining us on the Confessions of a Serial Salesman alongside his dad and the author, Steve Noodleberg. But we promised at the top of the podcast that it was going to be more of a family affair. More noodles than a bowl of ramen, I believe is what I we mentioned. Can do this, man. We, we got a special guest who joins us now live also on the hotline. He's a football student assistant at the University of Florida, and he is a third Noodleberg in the form of Jake Noodleberg. Jake, welcome how to you, the Confessions how you guys Podcast. Doing? We, we are, Jake, sir. We, 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 <laughs> it's a family affair. I don't know where to begin. Dad, I guess I'll let you run point at this. Okay, so, you know, Jake, thanks for joining us. I know that you guys. Um, had practice and uh, you had to break away, but I really yes, wanted you, you to share some of the lineage of growing up um, under me and Mark because you had the benefit of both of us and uh, being 11 years his junior, you really can put all of this into perspective that I thought the people who are listening to this could really get their arms around. Yeah, absolutely. I was li- listening for a little bit, and you're talking about gratitude. And as I sit inside Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, you know, obviously I'm very blessed to be where I'm at. It's at, you know, 19. Um, but I just want to touch on it. It's decisions in life that you want to make that what you want to do. Um, I-, I work 14 hours a day, and I choose to do that because it's what I love to do, um, not because I have something to prove or anything. It's just is what instilled in me from a very young age between Mark and my dad. All I've seen is this work ethic that comes with being a Noodleberg. You know, um, uh, my mom left the picture, you know, when I was young. And so my dad and my brother really picked up a lot of the slack. And uh, I-, I learned from them and I saw what it was like to be a Noodleberg. Um, my brother's played a massive role in my life. We talk every day, um, pretty much at 7 o'clock every night on his way home. Talk to my dad every day. And they're always there for me. And it's, it's this certain thing that comes with being a Noodleberg. You know, we carry ourselves a different way. And that's awesome and i just love working hard you know it's but i I really do and it's all i've learned jake noodleberg who is a surprise guest here on the confessions of a serial salesman the youngest here now on this lineage uh there's pressure you've received a master's class in, in sales and in gratitude and in how to be the best version of yourself but at the same time there's got to be a little bit of pressure because your brother's done so well by following the steps, if you will, the rules, and of course he did by following Dad. Do you feel some I, pressure? Um, no, not, to be honest, uh, I'm up to the task. I personally believe I'm already better than my brother. Whatever he says, uh, you know, I think I'm still better than him. But they laid the groundwork to what it what it should be like, so it makes it actually easier for me to do. And they're all supportive. You know, we have very, we're very competitive with all each other and see who can push each other further, you know. Um, I know we send each other text messages in the morning, who's working out first, stuff like that. Um, but is there pressure? No. I, I know I know what it takes to be great and stuff like that. So, so Jake, it's fun to go work. Jake, does luck have anything to do with it? No, luck has nothing to do with it. I learned <laughs> so that at a very young age. Luck is for those that are work. unprepared. I, I always very say, true. you know, I always say we make our own luck. People say, "Oh, you're so lucky." I said, "We make our own luck." And, and, and if you're not preparing, then you're you're preparing obviously to fail. Well, that's well, even better. I get, well. that, I, I get that from a number of people at this school saying, "Oh, you're very lucky to be what you know what you're doing," and I go, "No, I work very hard for it." So don't say that, you know. And so it's willing. It's what you're willing to put in is what you're going to get out of. It. Uh, Jake Noodleberg, 
football student assistant, University of Florida Gators. Thank you for checking in to check in on your old man and your big brother. We appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate Now get back to work. Now get back <laughs> yeah, to work. Yeah, I got I got scripts to go make. I'll see you guys. All right. Take Love care. You. Take care. Are you, are you are you as proud of your little brother as you are of your old man, Mark? Uh probably more so. I think um you know, my one thing that between all three of us, we've always been very very honest with each other and I think that speaks to the authenticity that you guys were talking about earlier. Um we don't lie, you know, none of us are perfect, we all have our issues, we've all, you know, luckily we've had each other to go through the issues that we've had in life and, and the curveballs that get thrown at us, and we've been taught from my dad, and, and I think Jake has seen it from me, that no matter what the curveball is, you stand in there and you swing at it, and if they throw you another one, then you stand there and swing at it, and you take it head on, and and I'm, I'm so proud of the way he works, I mean, to for him to be working at a place where I used to be and I'm still friendly with a lot of the staff there and to hear the reviews of him and, and the way he works and the way he creates value in himself every single day is something that I'm really proud of. And, you know, I told him when he got the job there, I said, that's my name on the line, so don't screw it up. Yeah, <laughs> He's doing a good job. This is, this is my name here. Uh, it, sounds yeah. like, it sounds like the young men have, have kind of charted their own course have made their own breaks, oh, have created opportunities for themselves. I tell the interns here at ESPN West Palm and other young people, how do I get it? Don't wait around looking for a job listing. Dream it. Go do it. Find a way. Make it feasible, viable, sustainable. Go make it happen for yourself. Steve, am I missing something here? No, I mean, look, as a as Your a, boys have done this. A Gator alumni, he comes home and tells me that I'm going to be working for the Florida State football team. Yeah. It was, you know, mixed you know, mixed news, but obviously great for him. Yeah. And uh, the the fact that I couldn't mentor him specifically about football um, was sort of an anomaly. He was going off in a way that I could teach him about coaching, but I couldn't really mentor him about football. He did it on his own. And it's a, it's a really when you do things from the heart is when you get the best results. I've always said, do what you love and the money will follow. Yeah. And boom, here you go. Well, Mark, did, did you imagine that you were going to be able to create this course for yourself and it would take you on the path that it has? Or, or was it something that you knew was destiny because your father kind of gave you the blueprint on how you sell yourself, on how you create these opportunities? I could lie to you and say that I knew it was destiny. Right. Um, right. But I, I think doubt creeps in for everybody. And, uh, you know, there wasn't a day that went by that I wasn't doubtful of whether or not I could hack it whether or not I would get the opportunity to even get the chance to hack it. Um, you know, I, and I think one thing that you have to tell young people who, are, who are, have a dream or who, are willing to, who want to go do whatever it is they want to do is be willing to work for free. If you'll do it for free, you'll do it for any amount of money, and, and you'll love every day of it. So, and, and that's what I did. I started working for free. I was a student assistant, and I was working between the equipment room and doing everything I had to do during practice, and then up with the coaches, making people coffee, running copies, whatever job needed to be done, I did it. And it wasn't a matter of where was I going to be 10 years from now, what do I need to do to get the job done now to help myself be in a position to have an opportunity down the road is really what got me to where I'm at. And then, you know, attacking every job with everything I have. You know, I I mean – my poor wife suffers for, from it because mm. I won't leave work until I feel like I'm prepared to teach the kids what they need to know. So if 9 o'clock rolls around and I don't feel good, 
I'm not going home until 10 or 11 because I want to make sure that when I put my head on the pillow at night, I feel good about the plan we put in. I've searched for every detail and every edge that we could find, and I'm, I've put them in the best position on Saturday to be successful. You're a college football assistant coach. Uh, this isn't co- the coffee business where new ones pop up. For you to advance, it means somebody else got fired, they quit, or they died. So you have to be in that competitive sales mode to sell yourself, right? I mean, Steve, no. I mean, there's not new football teams that are launching. This is not a new coffee shop business. Uh, this is a very competitive, yes, crazy is. space. And you're replacing someone who either quit, died, or got fired. H- having worked with many coaches, uh, Coach Wanstad, Coach Johnson, Coach Shula, mm-hmm. in my career, the commitment they make to getting it done, and then knowing that at any given time, look, the Yankees were booing Joe Girardi yeah, the other day. That was unbelievable. Yeah. So, you know, to like, and you saw how pained he was that that was happening. Yeah. Coaches put themselves out there. They do what they do. And they, I, I think um, Mark's mentor, Eddie Grant, said to him, it's not about when you're going to get fired. I mean, not about if, it's, it's when. when. You know, right. it's you're going to get fired. So it's, it's like getting hurt in the game of football. Yeah, you're going to get hurt. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Mark Nudelberg, special teams and recruiting coordinator, Lafayette College. Good luck this weekend. But I know there's no such thing as luck. There's only opportunities that we make. We, we make our own luck. Right. So handle, there we go. Handle your there business. We go. And, and, and thanks for joining us on the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast. Thanks for having me. Great time. Super proud of you. I love you. Love you, bye. I love that the brothers talk to each other every day, and they talk to you every day. Every day. I, I, that idea is so foreign to me because of my life circumstance, but you see how these young men are living examples of the principles that you preach, that you teach, but more importantly, that you walk the walk, as you said earlier today. The 27 rules for influencers and leaders that will change your life in business. If you don't think every day every one of us is selling, you're wrong. Authenticity, attitude of gratitude, learning to earn, but you are always selling yourself, no matter what, aren't we? Always. I mean, you know, the I think Mark hit on it. There is a personal branding issue that is people need to get their arms around that no matter mm-hmm. what you say, do, where, go, you are presenting a brand and brands live in other people's minds, which is part of uh, what one of the courses I give that has the most impact is that if I said to you fast food hamburgers, you'd probably say oh. McDonald's, right? You know, just that lives in your brain. That's the brand. So what you are presenting a brand to people, whether you like it or not. So they're dictating it and it's key. Time for our weekly dose of something good. The song plays. It's your philosophy when you meet people to be memorable and also to be interesting and to be real with people and have them be real. You always ask them, tell me something good. Steve, it's your turn to tell us a little something good on this close of episode number five. Uh, This is a beauty. So I'm so proud of my Gator alumni who have created a new tradition at the University of Florida at the end of every third quarter. My man, Tom Petty, who yeah. was in, in just so inside of me. Yeah. I've seen him a zillion times. I've got a chance to meet him in my life. I'm so sad that he has you know, left us early. But um, if you listen to the words of his songs, they are insane. And I won't back it's, down and I won't get pushed around. Third quarter of every, uh, third of every game, home game, the Gators will sing it. If you can Google or go to YouTube and find the video of him doing that, when the whole 90,000 people is Last singing. Last weekend. Yeah, it was, you know, I won't 
back down, and that should be everybody's answer. Yeah, absolutely. And last weekend was the first weekend that the Gainesville native Tom Petty was no longer with us. That's correct. And that was the beginning of that tradition. And so one last thing. Yes. You know, uh, in parallel to good and evil, you know, uh, two people left the planet that day. Mm -hmm. One shot up Las Vegas, Mm. and one did all this good, you know, Mm. putting good music in the world. So let's focus on the good and figure out how to take care of these these people that don't belong here. Amen, my brother. Again, the book, Confessions of a Serial Salesman, 27 Rules for Influencers and Leaders that Will Change Your Life and Business. Want to do it again? What do you think? Want to do it another time? You know what? It's so much fun. I love it. Today is another planet for me, man. My boys were on. We'll do it again. (laughs) Thank you to the entire Noodleberg family for joining us today. And for you all for listening, we'll see you next time on the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast.